If your metabolism can change and be influenced based on your nutritional environment, it can be controlled. So if you feel like you're at the end of your rope, you've tried everything, don't give up. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and I am thrilled and excited about today's guest. Angelo Poli is an internationally recognized expert in fitness and nutrition. He's the founder of MetPro, an evaluation-based health coaching program specializing in transformations. Using a process called metabolic profiling, MetPro analyzes your metabolism and provides an individualized approach to obtaining your health goals. In 20 years of educating the masses and challenging generalized health guidance, Angelo has become one of the most celebrated and desired body transformation experts in the world. His high-profile client list ranges in scope from Olympic athletes, NFL MVPs, physique models, and business leaders. Those who've been fortunate enough to gain coaching from Angelo have consistently achieved exceptional results, regardless of their demanding schedule, significant injuries, and crippled metabolisms. He's also a writer and featured speaker at conferences, a consultant for corporations, universities, and hospitals around the country, and has been featured in media outlets such as Men's Health, Sports Illustrated, and the Wall Street Journal for his specialty in coaching athletes in weight loss science. Angelo, there is so much we're going to get to dive into today. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, Dr. Richard, thank you for having me here on The Daily Helping. I woke up this morning, I said, it's going to be a good day. I get to talk to Dr. Richard. <laughs> My goodness. Well, that that puts a lot of pressure on me, so I'm going to do what I can here to, to live up to that. But it, but this is going to be a great discussion. And, and what I think is so exciting is that you have a really powerful story to share, which really started you down this path. I'd love for you to leave with that today. Well, uh, you're probably referring to my personal injury and how I ended up in this, uh, in, in this industry. Uh, when I was in my early 20s, I suffered a fairly debilitating back injury. I think you and I share that experience in common, it sounds like. Um, but I didn't want to get out of the, the wellness, the fitness industry. And even though I literally walked with a cane for 10 years, I could no longer hand people dumbbells. I decided that I was going to push forward and one, try and learn everything I could about the human body and how it works in order to repair my own ails and injuries, but two, uh, find ways to stay relevant and still be able to contribute in the industry. The area that I found the most relevance in is metabolism. Transformations all hinge on understanding a person's individual metabolism. So while I was going through that somewhat life-changing event, I continued my journey of learning. I did lectures and seminars and always met more and more new people, talked with new people. 
And what I discovered was that there was very little consistency in what we as a group, whether it's the wellness community, medical community, fitness community, know about or understand the metabolism to be, how it works. And that's created a lot of frustration and confusion. So that's what I end up spending most of my time talking with people about that first meet us. So let's talk about that. So metabolism, what is so confusing about it and how do people really understand their personal biology? Okay, well, we'll then we'll dive in. I'll tell you what's so confusing <laughs> about it. It is just, it, it is wicked, mean, and nasty. It is not nice. There's nothing fair about it. And the reason it's so confusing is because as human beings, we're used to a certain level of parity. Uh, in other words, something should be fair. Okay, we all have two eyes, we have two ears, we have two hands. We're all human beings. Things should function roughly evenly. If it's good for me, it's good for you and vice versa. The metabolism doesn't care about any of that. It just doesn't. It's so unique to each individual. I have a, a guy right now who he, he weighs over 300 pounds, he's about 325 pounds, and he's, he eats like a bird. He gets on his elliptical machine every morning, and if he is lucky and just dials it in with his tiny, tiny margins that he has, he dials it in, he's lucky to drop a pound, a pound and a half in a week. Meanwhile, I have, I have a, a gal right now who's under a, a 115 pounds. She's this little itty bitty thing. She's eating 3,000, 3,500 calories a day, you know, almost twice what this big guy is eating. And if she so much as misses a snack or a meal, she'll lose weight. It's just, it ranges, our body ranges that dramatically in where our metabolism is. And that's why there's so much confusion is because there's all these gurus out there, these experts that are very knowledgeable, that have great ideas and thoughts and sentiments that they teach the public, and they're not wrong. The problem is I've seen every diet work. All of them have a good slant, a good angle. What they're all missing is that before we know whether an approach nutritionally for exercise, et cetera, is going to be right or wrong for someone, we need to know where on that spectrum where are you between that 115-pound girl with the blazing fast metabolism and that 325-pound guy with the really slow metabolism? Where do you land? Because without that data, we really don't have any business making a recommendation of what is good or bad as far as your goals, your objectives. And so that's what I help educate about. When I used to do these seminars, I would I'd split up the room and I would say, okay, raise your hand if you find that anytime you go on a nutrition plan or diet, you can lose weight easily. About half the room would raise their hand. Now, raise your hand if you find that every time you go on a nutrition plan or a diet, maybe you lose a pound or two and then your body just levels off. And the other half the room would raise their hand. Say, who in here thinks that the same approach is going to work for both groups of people? And then you hear, oh, okay. So what we need to do first is identify, are we struggling to achieve our health, fitness, body weight goals because of a slow metabolism? Or are we struggling to achieve these goals because of difficulty with consistent execution of lifestyle strategies? 
Once we identify that, then we can start getting down to the nuts and bolts of, okay, what actually is the most important thing to do? And so that's what I hope your listeners, our listeners are going to come away with tomorrow. It's like, if I can just do one thing, here's the most important thing to start. You know, if you're on a weight loss journey or a self-improvement journey, just try and help people learn as much as they can about the actual biology of what happens when you're in the trenches with people day in and day out, helping them transform. Now, obviously, if somebody's eating a box of Krispy Kremes a day, that's a bad thing. But what is the relative contribution? And this may be a loaded question, but so you know, we know that metabolism's slow with age. You, know, you can't eat the same amount when you were 40 as you could when you were 20 and probably expect to have the same things happen. But <laughs> really, like, how much does the environment impact our metabolism? And, and I don't just mean things like stress and, or maybe stress eating, but I'm talking about you know, the environment overall. Yep, that's a great question. So what happens is our metabolism is influenced by our age, our size, our gender, our activity, our muscle mass, all the things the industry talks about. They are influenced, but it is actually secondary. It's secondary to how you've conditioned it. Maybe like you said, the word environment, what is your nutritional environment? That is the greatest predictor. So here's, here's what that means. So when I'm doing these seminars, I started developing a questionnaire that I would have people fill out prior to the seminar so I could basically put people into different groups and have some intelligent data on them. What I would find is that their previous eating history was more predictive of what kind of result they might have on a given weight loss strategy than even their age, size, or gender. Now, all those things definitely impact it, mm -hmm. but their previous eating history. So in other words, if I ask you, what did you eat the last 72 hours? And you say to me, well, for breakfast, I had a couple cherry donuts. For lunch, I had Burger King. And for dinner, I had you know some, some chili and a couple beers. That person was more likely to experience weight loss with any diet, <laughs> regardless of strategy, than someone who said to me, I am male, athletic, 260 pounds, I exercise regularly. That's great. All of those things are factors that have to be considered. But really, the biggest factor is what your body is used to. Now, here's the part we don't think about. Every time we eat, we are conditioning our metabolism. The reason we're conditioning it is because the job of the metabolism is to adapt to your environment to keep you alive. So everybody has had this experience. I went on a diet. I lost five pounds. And then my body got used to it and I plateaued. Everybody at some point has experienced something similar to that. That is your metabolism doing its job. The job of your metabolism is to get used to whatever your environment is and manage to create homeostasis so that way you're no longer in a perpetual state of either weight loss or weight gain because obviously we would die if we continued losing weight or continued gaining weight. The metabolism does that quite effectively. So here's an illustration or actually an experiment. Um, if we were to go on this kind of mental experiment, imagine we dropped 100 people off at a deserted island and left them there for a year. 
So you have every age group represented, men, women, small people, big people, young people, old people, you name it. We put them on rations. That doesn't matter what. Low, low calorie. What, what do you think, Dr. Richard? Pick a number. What number would we leave them on? What number would we leave them on? Yeah, what number? Pick a number. It doesn't need 1,000 calories a day, 1,500 calories Let, a day. Let's do 1,500 calories a day. Perfect. So for the sake of this illustration, 100 people are dropped off on a deserted island and they have 1,500 calorie day rations. A year later, we pick them up. Every single person, regardless of their age, remember how you say your metabolism slows with age? That is not an incorrect statement but it's not the most relevant thing. Regardless of their age, regardless of their size, regardless of their gender, when we pick them up, their new metabolic rate is 1,500 calories a day. They are burning exactly 1,500 calories a day. Otherwise, they're not alive to be picked up. That's the job of the metabolism is to acclimate to whatever our environment is. Now, they're not going to thrive on that low caloric intake, but under barring extenuating circumstances, they're not going to die either. They will survive because the metabolism will acclimate to that. That's what happens when we diet. But here's what people don't think about. Another brief mental experiment. If we were to take an individual, um, say a female who weighs about 130 pounds, she's fit, she's healthy, she's active, and we change nothing about her routine or her diet except we have her eat a pint of haagen ice cream every night before bed. What would happen to her? Do you think she'd, do you think she'd, gain, do you think she'd gain weight, Dr. Richard? I, I would think she would. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And when I ask you, and I talk about this illustration at seminars, every time I ask the audience, what would happen? She'd gain weight, everybody else. Right, of course she'd gain weight. Now, Pint of Haagen ice cream is a thousand calories, so she's eating that every night. How much weight will she gain in thirty days? Um, and I know you know we're just throwing numbers out there, but take a guess. What do you think? How much weight do you think she'd gain in in one month? Oh, I have I God, I don't know. Uh, seven pounds, ten pounds. There it is. So that's exactly how everybody responds. They say I don't know, and they usually say between five and ten pounds. Well, this. This is what I do day in and day out. I evaluate metabolisms and I am telling you, you're right. You're spot on. She'd probably gain between five and 10 pounds. But what would happen if she kept eating that ice cream every night? How much weight would she gain in a year? Now, what do you think? Well, based on what, you, what we did with the first mental exercise, I would imagine probably not much more because the body is keeping it at that whatever that caloric intake is. Ding, ding, ding. That's right. And that's such a huge part of the mystery. Now she's going to gain weight. She's going to gain body fat. She's not going to be happy about it, but she is not going to gain what our current mathematical system for understanding the metabolism suggests that she would gain. So if we actually do the math, we see that the current model is, is broken. So uh, there's 3,500 calories in a pound of body fat. If she eats a pint, 1,000 calories of haagen every night, that's 7,000 calories a week. That should be two pounds a week. And oh, by the way, that's about what she'd gain for the first 30 days. 
But then what starts happening? Like you said, the metabolism does its job and it acclimates. So she may gain another 5, 10 pounds, maybe even a little more over the course of the year. But there's no way, 52 weeks in a year, two pounds a week, that'd be 104 pounds. There's no way she's going to come anywhere close to gaining 104 pounds. And I'll ask the audience, I'll say, if anybody disagrees, raise your hand, tell me, is anybody in this room think that this this girl here is going to gain 104 pounds in one year, double her body weight, basically, not a single taker? Because experientially, experientially, that's not the right word, our experience in life has taught us that that is not reality. The reality is our body adapts. We just don't think of it when it's in our favor. It's like, ah, thank goodness for my metabolism. I should have gained 30 pounds over that, you know, holiday and that season or that quarter, but instead I only gained five. We don't tend to think in those terms because we're irritated we gained five. Here's the big take-home message. If your metabolism can change and be influenced based on your nutritional environment, it can be controlled. So if you feel like you're at the end of your rope, you've tried everything, don't give up. There is a strategy still out there. There is an approach. If you understand how your metabolism is working, you can start to control it. You can start to improve it. You can start to change it. Now, it's not a magic bullet. It's not going to be a a flip or a special pill you take and the next day you have different genetics. No, of course, it doesn't work that way. But it does enable us to be strategic. And at at MetPro, MetPro, by the way, short for metabolic profiling, that data is what enables our transformation experts to actually work on the most relevant pieces of the equation with people. So, there, there are five areas that we have to nail down in order to know, okay, what has to change in order for somebody to either lose weight, gain weight, reach their goals, whatever the case may be. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. The first of those, am am I right to dive into these five? Yes, go ahead. Roll, (laughs) roll, roll. I keep talking. I tell everybody, once you get me wound up. So so the first is your, your body type and goal. Goal setting is critical. And I've listened to you talk a, a bit about this, Dr. Richard. I, I love uh, you know, your thoughts on this topic. But when it comes to biology, goal setting is critical, but not for the reasons most people think. Goal setting is critical because you have to identify what you're not going to work on. Because most people say, well, I really want to improve my fitness. I really want to lean out a little bit. Um, I really want more energy. Those are good, 
But your goals need to be even more specific because what it's going to enable you to do is determine how you're going to allocate your time. I have, I've coached a about 20,000 people in my career. And I, I do believe I have learned the magic number of things your body can do excellence with excellence at one time. <laughs> and that number is one, one thing. If you do one thing well, you put your effort into it from a physiological standpoint, from a time management standpoint, from a lifestyle standpoint, from a psychological standpoint, you can really move the dial on that one thing. Some people have circumstance and genetics that allow them to move the dial on maybe a couple things. But the more you specialize and really focus on one thing at a time, the more likely you are to actually move that dial. So when it comes to goal setting, I'll get executives or entrepreneurs, busy people, successful people will call me up and say, Angelo, I know who you are. I know about MetPro. I know what your company does. Here's what I want. I want to run a you know, sub seven minute mile. I want to bench 300 pounds. I want less than 10% body fat. Can you get me there? My answer is, yeah, I, I, I believe I can. I've done it quite a number of times, but here's the catch. You have to decide which of those goals you want to achieve first. Because if you try to achieve all of those goals at the same time, the odds are you know people trying to do that. You go to the gym, you see them doing the same routine over and over again, basically staying the exact same, very little is changing about their body. Likely the ingredient that they're missing is specificity. So goal setting is about what are we going to not work on today so we can specialize in one thing. Let's quickly check it off the box maintain it then while we move on to the next and the next and the next. And then your body type is basically, without getting into all the nerdy stuff, is basically an expression of your genetic predisposition. Some people build muscle really fast. Some people don't. Some people can lose fat faster than others. That's your genetics. So we have to at least know your basic body type, genetic profile in order to match up both your goal and your, uh, and your strategy. The second piece is lifestyle. So with your lifestyle, um, doctor, how, how many, do you take a meals socially? Are you out for a lot of meals? Do you eat with your family? Well, give me a snapshot of what- yeah, Kind of all the above. You know, sometimes yeah. I'm with my family, sometimes I'm speaking and I'm, you know, it just depends. So knowing those things are so critical because there's a million and one programs out there. My big beef with the kind of one size fits all approaches, unless you know somebody's lifestyle, especially when you're talking weight loss and diet, unless you know their lifestyle as far as where they are when they're eating, who they're eating with, whether or not they take business lunches, whether or not they pack their lunches, whether or not they're snackers, those sort of things, you can't really build an effective meal plan for someone. You have to know, have those nuances. So, when I have a client that travels a lot, my strategy for them nutritionally is going to be different than a client who has a fairly consistent nine to five. I know where they're at for breakfast. I know where they're at for lunch. I know what the family's doing for dinner. It's got to be two different strategies. So knowing those pieces are critical. And then the same thing for exercise. So what's the best exercise to do? The best exercise is going to be 
whatever is most strategic for consistency. So for some people, you know, banging it out at the gym and doing a big, you know, brute hour and a half boot camp style work. That's great if you can do that. But if you can do that one day and then your schedule doesn't allow you to exercise again for a week and a half, you're really not getting a lot of benefit out of it. I'm more interested in consistency. What kind of habits can we create? All of this has to do with lifestyle. And that's where um, I really am proud of the approach of working with a coach who can help you identify the most relevant elements of your lifestyle as it pertains to improving your athletics, decreasing your body weight, improving your cardiovascular health, whatever your goals are. And so that's where the lifestyle piece comes in. The third piece I already touched on, strategic versus metabolic. And this is something any, any of the listeners can kind of think about themselves and put themselves into one of these two categories. If you are someone who has been trying to drop a few pounds or get in a little better shape, what has stopped you from doing so? Has it been a metabolism that seems uncooperative? Or is it that when you do everything right, you're your body makes the changes you'd hope for, but it's very hard to do everything right day in and day out because your schedule gets in the way. Guess what? Most people do fall into both categories at one point or another, but it's really important to identify which of those categories principally you're falling into today. Of course, that's what a coach will do. Identify that this is a time management issue versus a metabolic issue or vice versa. We get lots of people that this wasn't their first stop. They didn't call MetPro day one. They've been on multiple diet strategies. They've done low-carb, high-carb, vegetarian, vegan, uh, cyclical fasting, ketogenic. I mean, we can go on and on. Now they're finally calling us because they're not looking for a diet. They're looking for an education. I want to understand how my body works. I want to understand why it is responding this way. And based on that information, what my best next steps are for my diet and for my exercise. You know, it's interesting too, because as I'm sitting here listening and reflecting on all of this, there's so much out there fanaticism about the vegetarian diet or the keto slash paleo diet or whatever it is. And what it sounds like as we're 30 minutes into this conversation is all of those diets eventually, no matter what, are going to plateau because the metabolism is moving you towards homeostasis no matter what. That is correct. Now, it doesn't mean some, some approaches are very healthy. Now, health is a whole different topic. We'll have to schedule a second podcast <laughs> for that. But strictly metabolically, um, because people confuse. They think that those, those things go hand in hand. They, they can and they should, but they don't always. So the, the truth is for years, I was involved in the bodybuilding sports and the physique sports. And I worked around a lot of top athletes seeing the approaches that they took. And, and I can tell you, I know a lot of bodybuilders and physique specialists who um, have incredible metabolisms, incredible physiques. I would not look at the way they ate and say it was healthy or natural. Now, some do but there are a lot with incredible physiques that are eating a highly chemical diet. So you have to separate the two. What you have is the way the metabolism responds strictly mathematically, biologically to energy in and energy out. And then you have to make sure that your approach is also one that's going to create vitality, longevity, and health on a deeper level for your body. I love that. We do want to marry those two. The, The biggest thing is 
don't guess. So um, the last point that I share with people is a process that we call baseline testing. So doctor, ask me what you need to eat to either gain weight or lose weight. Just ask me. What do I need to eat to either gain weight or lose weight? I have dieted 20,000 people and I'm going to tell you my exact answer. I don't know. No clue. Because what you have to do is going to be completely different from what the next person has to do because metabolisms are so individual. So we have to baseline test. And here's what that means. It means I'm going to start you on a meal plan. It's not going to be super exciting. It's going to be roughly a balanced meal plan, highly calculated. We've developed over you know, years and years of having people do this where I'm going to know what you're eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm going to know what you're eating for snacks. I'm going to know the caloric load of your day. I'm going to know the macronutrient breakdown of your day. I'm going to know the glycemic load of each individual meal. I'm going to ask you to eat this for a few days, not you know six months, a few days. And I'm going to see how your body responds. And I'm going to see if you, your weight goes up, if your weight comes down, if your weight stays the same. And then I'm going to compare that data against the last 5,000 males between a certain age and a certain body type and a certain size that also follow the exact same baseline testing meal plan. And I'm going to be able to come back to you and say, well, Dr. Richard, it looks like your metabolism is about average. You're responding about average compared to other guys of your demographic on this exact intake level. Or your metabolism is actually pretty decent. It's a little on the faster side. Or yeah, this isn't something that's in your head. You're not imagining it. Your metabolism is really slow. On an average basis, your body is burning fuel at a much slower pace. And because of that, here's the approach we're going to take. So it might be good news. It might be bad news. I can't control the news. But if you allow me to take you through that baseline testing process, my promise to you and what my organization, MetPro, promises is we're going to give you accurate news, accurate analytics. And based on those accurate analytics, we think we can do a pretty good job of pointing you in the right direction. And so that's why baseline testing is so critical to get to know your metabolism. That's how, whether you're an NFL player, whether you're a celebrity, or whether you're just a grandparent who wants a little more energy on the weekends for the, for the grandchildren, every single client that we get to know and we take on and work with, we start with baseline testing to really identify where their metabolism is at. I love it. Angela, this has been so informative and you're right, we'll probably have to schedule another one of these for the future. <laughs> but as you know, I, I wrap up every episode by asking my guest a single question. That is, what is your biggest helping? The single most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today? Keep learning. Um, for me, the, the way I've been able to accumulate the analytics and the data and the, the little bit of knowledge that I do have and I try and share is by always being open to learn. Every single client that I've worked with, I have learned something new from. I don't learn everything new from every new person that I meet, but I learn something. And I really believe that if you approach life that way and whatever your endeavors are, when people come into your life that you can learn something with, 
take advantage of that and learn from people, help better yourself that way. And I, and I think that that in itself, then passing it along is a form of sharing and daily helping. So I love that whole movement. And I think uh, if I had to give one, one takeaway, it would be never stop learning. Beautiful. Angela, where can people connect with you guys? I think our team put together a special link for your audience. And thank you for, for letting us do this. If you go to metpro.co forward slash TDH for the daily helping, and it's metpro.co slash TDH, uh, you'll get to actually talk to someone. Uh, if you go there, you can schedule a consultation and it's actually a consult with an expert, with a real transformation specialist who's going to you know, ask you some fairly personal details about your, you know, your routine, your schedule, your lifestyle, your past history with training and nutrition, and then and paint you an, a realistic picture of what a, a process would look like to get you from point A to point B. So even if it's just something you're interested in learning more about, take advantage of it, sign up for a free evaluation and consultation and get to know our team. They're, they're good folks. I think you'll really enjoy it. Beautiful. Thanks for that. And uh, we're grateful you offered that. And for anybody at the gym or behind the wheel, we got you covered. Everything Angelo uh, talked about today is going to be at the show notes at thedailyhelping.com as well as in the Daily Helping app available in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Well, Angelo, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on our show today. Thanks for having me on the Daily Helping. Absolutely. And thanks as well to each and every one of you who chose to tune into this episode. If you like what you heard, go subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because this is what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for someone else, even if you don't know who they are, and post it in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others. 